right, we are back with uh, another Fall Harvest film from Hallmark. Episode two. Episode two. So we just watched Country at Heart. Yes, unfortunately we did watch Country at Heart. In the the first episode, uh, Stephanie has said that she thought the later movies of these specials were, were better. That was not the case with Country at Heart. Well, it's only the second one, so okay. it's still early. But I think there are only like five of these, so... So we're about midway through. <laughs> um, but no, Country at Heart uh, made Daisy Hills look like an Oscar contender, I think. They deceived us. They were like, all these Fall Harvest movies are going to be really good because they gave us a pretty good one to start out. But I had a feeling this one was going to be not so great. Yeah, I, I think that feeling was was right on the money. For some reason, every time they do one that's like country music mm. star, it just doesn't work. You know, it's, it's funny to say that. I was actually thinking about that while we were watching this. And I was like, have they ever done a country one? And I think they did. And it's the one with our, our guy that we like. What is that guy? I remember he goes on the ranch to learn how to... He's an actor. He's not a country singer. He's an actor. Oh, um... Oh, uh, Chris, Chris, Christopher Palaha. Yeah. I think I don't know how that's how you say it. Yeah, he's one of our, he's one of our favorite actors in these Hallmark films, and he actually did one of these sort of country ones where. But well, we like that one. I know that's what I'm saying. That's the only good country one I think I've ever seen from Hallmark. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, I don't think they can find that sort of balance of you know that cheesy Hallmark with the country. It just it never seems to it never seems to work. And maybe it's because they get people that can't actually sing very well you didn't like their singing in this <laughs> we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that you want to do a plot summary or yeah, go, go ahead and do a plot summary okay mine's kind of long there was a lot a All lot right. to go, go for it right, okay right on the plot so country at heart it was a country singer she's trying to make it big in nashville but she's not doing so well and so she goes back home to her small town, Silverado, for their music festival. Meanwhile, big time country superstar Duke Sterling, he needs a hit real bad. And his old writing partner needs one as well. They're at odds over some songwriting credits. So they head to the small town music festival for some inspiration the writing partner, Grady, meets Shana. Is Shana? Shana? Shana. Um, she's the country singer trying to make it big. Um, he's impressed with her right away and uh, decides he wants to write a song with her. And uh, they fall in love, I guess. And yeah. there, you, there you have it. Mine's a lot shorter. It's basically, uh, it's basically about a country singer in Nashville not able to succeed and so she goes home to try and be a country singer in Nashville. And that's kind of the, the plot summary I took from it. So she leaves Nashville to try and be, to a, famous be a famous star in Nashville. in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty um, much what happens. And really, I, I think this, this movie is more about the relationship between Duke Sterling and Grady than it is about Shayna and Grady or Duke Sterling. Well, we will get to that <laughs> <Sorry>. as well. <laughs> Um, so do you want to talk about our, our main characters? Just quick, how, how did you feel about them? Sure. Yeah, yeah we can do that. Shanna. Shana. I've already forgot Shana. how you say it. Shanna. <laughs> Shanna Judson. Country, <laughs> a nice country singer from Nashville. She was all right. She was cute, I guess. 
but um, she had a weird, she had a weird country accent that didn't didn't stick. It was I could hear it more sometimes than others, mm-hmm. and then I'd forget she even had one. Um, did you catch that? Did you? Yeah, yeah. The accent seemed to go come and go at certain times. I have in my notes here that she reminded me of like an eleven year old. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I was getting like an 11 year old. Um, she had this line. Oh my God. It, it, this, I knew when I heard this line, I knew this movie was going to be really, really tough to get through. She has a line, um, when she's talking to her dad, when she first comes home from Nashville and you know, her, her dad said, well, you know, sweetheart, no one, you know, we always told you music, music wasn't going to be easy. And she says, no one said it wouldn't break my heart. And yeah, I heard you say out loud. You were like, "That's not true." Or you were like, "Yeah, of course it's gonna break your heart." Like that's that's the whole thing. It's gonna, it's definitely gonna break your heart. That's part of it not being easy. So as soon as I heard that line, I was like, "This is gonna be tough." But yeah, she reminded me of eleven year old. I I don't know. I don't think we've seen her before. And we have. She was in a Christmas one, I think, last year. Did we like her? No. Um, <laughs> sorry to the to that girl, but she. I actually liked her better in this one than okay. the other one. I think the other one she was like, what, was it Chad Michael Murray? I can't. Oh, was it that one? Yeah, I think there was some baking and cooking involved. Okay. That one was so boring. And yeah, so I was not expecting much from her from this one. But she actually, I thought, was a little bit better in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I got the 11-year-old vibe from her. She was just very happy. I think it's the wow. imma- immaturity about her her goals, right? So she came across as just being like, I'm going to be a country singer no matter what. Oh, I can't be a country singer. I'm going to give up. Like this, this sort of immaturity that having this lofty goal, really, that it would come easy to her. Um, and she, I just felt like she was whining about it a lot. It was just really, yeah, it was immature, I think is the word I would describe her. Yeah, I didn't really buy that she was, that she had been like at this for a really long wow. time. She was still so, you know optimistic and you know she acted like oh i've been trying this for so long it didn't feel like it was that long yeah no i I mean i I would agree with that like it's just it was a weird a weird thing and you know and i I also i mean just in terms of her acting chops like i just don't think this was the right role for her i just don't well knowing that i've seen her in another one i don't think she's I don't know that it's the role that wasn't right for her. I think she's not. She's. I don't not know right. that there's any role that's right for her. Oof. Ooh. I'm very too, sorry. Too harsh. I mean. I'm sorry. We say it like it is. We say it like it is. What about what about the guy? What about Grady? Let's start with. Oh Grady. God. Let's start with Grady. First of all, I mean Grady. What a name. What a name. It's a great name. Is it? Sorry to any Grady's out there. I. You know, as much as I didn't like her, I liked him even less. No, no, Grady, come on. No, he, there was nothing, there was nothing special about him. We are very sorry to all the actors of Hallmark. I know, is this too harsh? I don't. I think we need to be honest. I mean, if it doesn't do it for us, it doesn't. If it doesn't land, it I think land. he is a big Hallmark star. Right. Actually, yeah, I've seen him. He's in like Wind Calls the Heart, mm-hmm. which I've never watched. Um, we we stick to the to the Christmas movies. Really, we're branching out with the Fall Harvest, um, <laughs> starting out this year. But 
I think he's a big Hallmark star and people love him and that's great. Like, so at least I know he's okay. He's covered. He's got his fan base. So he doesn't need me as well. <laughs> he's not, not waiting for he's Stephanie not. Robichaud to no. call him up. Sorry. I think he's fine. I think he's doing okay. Uh, but I was not a fan. I I thought he was like trying to act like he was like a cool like songwriter guy. I wasn't buying it. I th- He looked like the only way that I could maybe kind of feel like he was a country singer was he kind of looked like one of those guys in um, Rascal Flats. Kind of was giving me some <laughs> Rascal Flats vibes. Um, but I just didn't... He wasn't likable. Like yeah. I didn't like him at all. Well, he was mopey. He was mopey for most of the movie because of his relationship with Duke Sterling. Like very mopey. <laughs> yeah, it was just... it was. I liked him more than her, um, just because she annoyed me. I mean, I'm gonna be honest; she annoyed me. He, he was just like a background character almost, like just. Yeah, he was super boring. There was just, a, was a wet wet blanket. I've heard. Yeah, that. a wet blanket. Yeah, that's a great way to describe his character. It's a wet blanket over the entire film. Sorry, um, Grady. <laughs> but um, no, he was not not the best. Uh, but it, for me, it was more of the character and, and less the actor. I think they wrote his character to be like that. Yeah, I don't know that I've... I feel like maybe I've seen him once in another movie, so I can't... I don't really recall feeling one way or another about him, but seeing him in this role, it was not not good for me. Well, I think his... is sort of when he... when his character became alive was any scene with Duke Sterling. <laughs> you know, I was, I was sort of joking about this, but I feel like the real love story is between Grady and Duke Sterling. No, I felt the same way. <laughs> And can we just say every time they say Duke, so Duke Sterling is the the famous country music star, and um, but Grady writes all of his songs for him, but Duke is the one that's famous. Every time they would say Duke Sterling, I would think of Duke Silver. Duke Silver. From Ron Swanson, his like alter ego in Parks and Rec, like the saxophone. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that's literally what I thought about the entire movie every time oh, yeah. they said his name. I thought you would have caught that. No, I, it's, something, it's funny because something was, like, tickling my brain. I was like, why, did, why, is that, why am I laughing? You're like, Duke, Duke Sterling. <laughs> I was waiting for, like, Duke Silver. Um, but no, he and, and Grady had something special. They really did. Like, they yeah, were... their chemistry was, like, off the charts. <laughs> it, really was, it really was. So watch this movie and tell me we're wrong. Like, even at the end... When they, you know, have their little moment together, Duke is like biting his lower lip when he's like looking over at Grady. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think he was just happy to have his friend back. I but guess. um But that's how that's how bad the chemistry was between Grady and uh, and Shayna was that Duke and Grady's relationship was off the charts. Well, even Duke and Shayna I can't say her name. Shanna? Shayna. You had it. Shayna. You had it right. Duke and Shayna had more chemistry than Shayna oh, and Grady. Oh, they totally did. Yeah, like I wanted her to be with Duke. <laughs> like I was like date? fighting for their relationship. I was like, who cares about Grady? Like he can go back to Nashville. Because they try to make you feel like Duke's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But he's not really. I mean, he's done some shady stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He has a leather jacket and slicked back hair. You need to be careful. He's done some, you know, questionable things. Yeah you know, as for his friendship, but he's, he sort of redeems himself and he seems really sweet towards her. 
Mm-hmm. Like they have more flirtation and like chemistry. better chemistry, chemistry yeah, right, sure. than she has with the lead guy all through throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I I really you know I think you're right, and so that was just weird. And even you know just thinking about sort of Shayna and and Grady, even when they first meet, that whole scene is just super odd. She's like getting into her truck and she turns she like turns around and looks over and just sees Grady, who she doesn't know yet, just a random guy, like half a block away too. It's not like he's like right next to her. He's half a block away. She runs over to him. She hears that guitar. And she hears the, the guitar and says, you're playing it wrong. That, that's their first encounter. And I, I, I don't know. It was the awkward, odd. I felt like that was um, foreshadowing of how all of their scenes would be uh, <laughs> just awkward. And yeah, I think they were trying to make it seem like funny and cute, mm-hmm. like, you know, little meat cute, but it wasn't. It no. just... Well, I, I, I think, you know, when you watch these films, I think you can really tell when the two actors like each other. Like, like generally, like when they have that great chemistry on and off set and that comes through. Like I, Shayna and Duke. Like Shane and Duke. I bet you those two actors are buddies, you know. These two just did not have that. These two did not have that. And Or it, shall I say Duke and Grady. Duke they, and Grady. I'm sure Duke and Grady hang out all the time. They're buddies. But yeah, so for me, the, the romantic aspect of this film, just not there between, between the leads. Yeah, I realized it was like, I think I had to pause it to look how far we were in because I was like, I'm not feeling anything mm-hmm. from these two people yet. And yeah, we were pretty much halfway through the movie, and I still was not getting it's not any, a good sign. Not a good any sign. chemistry whatsoever. It was just like two people sitting together. Even, I think towards the end, they start kind of letting us hear the music, but for so long, they're supposed to be writing a song together, and we just see them holding guitars and never actually playing music. They always stop and go to do like something else. Um, so I'm like, okay, are we, is this, are we going to hear some music or, which I guess was actually a gift for us because when we do finally hear the music. You didn't like it? (laughs) Did you? I don't know. I mean, it was. I feel you were singing it after. I know. One of the songs was kind of catchy. The song, the song that she first sings was actually kind of catchy. Um. In a not good way. In a not good way. It was really hard. It, I mean, I think the sound mixing was done poorly uh, on this because it was hard to hear them. You know, like their their vocals were really low compared to the music. So I just think the sound mixing was done poorly anytime they went on stage. Yeah, when they sang together, it never felt like synced up. Mm-hmm. Um, it it they just felt off. Like every time, like they were, which they probably were. Like they probably sang the song separately and then they tried to put it together. Yeah, but it didn't work. Yeah, it's like, oh, I need some... I think one of the lines is, oh, I need some harmony for this one. It's like, there was no harmony. No. No harmony. It did not. It did not harmonize at all. Oh, man. It was it was tough. But, I mean, some of the good things about the film, because we can't just, you know, slog on this film um, the whole time. Some of the good things are that there's a lot of good technical things they did right in this film. Over Daisy Hills, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. No. Well, you, you would have caught those, so t- tell me tell me what good things you saw there. Well, I mean, it was shot extremely well. Um, this was a film that was shot mostly uh, using natural light outside. They had great afternoon light, great early morning light, and it was colored perfectly. Like As opposed to Daisy Hills, 
I can't still can't say the word. Daisy Hills. You can't say Hills, and hills. I can't say Shanna. Sh- Shana. Shana. Um, but as opposed to Daisy Hills, which was colored horrendously. I mean, we talked about the yellow light everywhere in that movie. So this one was shot beautifully, uh, and the camera movement too. They just move the camera just a little bit. A lot of times in these sort of Hallmark films, they'll move the camera to keep the action interesting in a conversation. And what that does is it really detracts from the conversation. This time, they held the camera when two people were talking together. They weren't moving it much. They really allowed the the characters to kind of speak to one another, and I really appreciated that. And even though cell phones did pop up in this movie, there wasn't any of that cell phone off to the side, let's see who's talking to who. So yeah, overall, this film was shot beautifully for a Hallmark film. You never really notice the camera unless you're looking for it. And I think that's a good indication of, of it being shot well. Well, it's a shame that, you know, they did have that great camera work and keeping it all in the characters because they weren't delivering <laughs> the great moments that no. probably could have helped it be a better and, movie. And that's the thing, right? When you, when you watch these films, I mean, I think you really need to think about not just the actors and, and the director and the producers and all that, but really think about the camera operators, the editors, the sound guys, all these people that spend a lot of time and energy making these films what they were, or what they are, really. And so even when something falls flat, like the actors or the story, you still are able to kind of appreciate and see the other people that really pour their heart into these things. And so for that, this film, I think, did a great job of that. It really does. There's even a scene, and this is going to sound really weird. I, don't, I almost want to like call up the DP and see if they really wanted to go for this. There's a scene when Grady first walks into the motel where he's staying at. And it's like this dingy little motel. We only see the motel person once, too. It's a, an odd scene. She's behind the counter, and the light is hitting through the motel blinds, and it creates almost like this prison bar effect against the wall. So it almost looks like Grady is trapped in this little room. Like, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it really is. And it's the only time we see this kind of shot in this film, and I really want to know what they were thinking about that, because I don't know if that was on purpose to kind of show him trapped in this small town, or if that was just... Knowing Hallmark, I do not think that was on purpose. <laughs> you didn't think they were going for the poetic prison scene in the small town? No, not... I don't think it was some like deeper meaning. No, I think they just got lucky with a good shot. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe the DP is like, he's, you know, this is his start. He's starting out with Hallmark movies, but he's got this great eye yeah. and like thinks really deeply. And so maybe he's going places. <laughs> Um, but I, I like that shot. I like that shot a lot. Yeah, I did like that when it opened. I was like, oh, wow, they actually filmed this in Nashville, even though it's for like a second. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was like some footage they got. Some from B-roll some from all their other Nashville films they do. Yeah, because the movie does not actually take place in Nashville. Yeah, which... they, they, got out of, they got out of Nashville real quick, yeah, which makes was... me think they weren't there. <laughs> I know. Because at first I was like, oh, wait, that's really Nashville. And then it was that was it. Yeah. So speaking of... Nashville and everything and she's trying to make it big there throughout the whole movie they talk about how amazing she is and that you know that her voice is so great and she's they just see something so special in her and I just just don't I just didn't get it she was just not that good she was mediocre at best and Again, I know I'm being harsh, but like they were making it seem like she was this like amazing singer. And the girl is, I mean, I think that's her actually singing. So I did appreciate that, that mm. it was like, 
I did like the part, though, because at first, a lot of times when they have singing in movies, it's dubbed over, like it's recorded before, and it seems really fake, Mm because you can clearly see they're not singing in that moment that it's being filmed. But for the audition, I think she actually was singing. Oh, I like that. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't very good, but I liked that she was actually singing. You don't see that very often in TV or film. So I did appreciate that. Maybe, I mean, you know, we talked about this in the very beginning about how, you know, Hallmark hasn't been able to do a country singing thing. They've been able to do like a country cowboy one well, but they've never been able to do like a country singer one well. And maybe that's because the music just never lives up. You know, these guys are supposed to be top of their game, some of the best country singers around, and, you know, the music just falls flat a lot of times. You know, do you think that could be it? Do you think it's that buildup, that anticipation that these guys are supposed to be good and then the music's just bad and just takes you out? Um, I mean, it could partly be that, but I also don't think they're... I mean, these actors are not actually country singers. They're actors, and I guess they can kind of sing, so they want to incorporate that in the song. They're like, oh, well, we want to get an actor that can kind of sing because we need this part for a country singer, Mm -hmm. but they're not actually country singers that are doing this for a living so they're just not that good okay and i know you brought because you don't you know hear music the way that i do but they yeah, were they were just not that good okay i mean i i don't i don't you know it's hard for me to tell if something's good or bad um when it comes to music and because i just don't i don't hear it so um i wasn't impressed by it you know i think like i said the audition to me was the best sounding thing that she did and even when she performs at her friend's uh, cafe, you know, it's just, it's just weird. Like I said, the sound mixing was off. And she actually, when she's performing, which you never do, and you can tell that, you can tell when a movie is done well or done right when, if an actor looks directly at the camera while they're saying their lines, <laughs> that's never a good thing, unless you're intentionally trying to break the fourth wall. That's never a good thing. She looks right at the camera while she's singing, when she's at her friend's bar. Maybe that was that DP wanting that deeper moment. So <laughs> Con- he was asking her the audience. We're going to break uh, the fourth wall right here. Not uh, many people are going to get it, but... But the people that will, will appreciate we're it. We're going to go for it. Well, I mean, I think, you know, you say that they got out of Nashville. Um, what did you think, you know, because Daisy Hills plays such a great job, does such a great job with their small town. How did you feel about, what was this, what was this called? Silverado. Uh, Silverado, Tennessee. How did you feel about Silverado, Tennessee? I didn't really think much about it. Yeah. It didn't, Daisy Hills was like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about that little town. <laughs> take, yeah. take us back take to, us back. <laughs> to Daisy Hills. Um, I guess we didn't see much of Silverado except like her dad's house. The bar. And the bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, and motel. the motel. So, yeah, we did see a bit of it in their little downtown area. Uh-huh. Yeah. There, oh. I didn't really think, I don't, I didn't think much about it. Well, they love fall in Silverado. They, they do. Yeah. I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, they love fall. And so there's decorations everywhere, which, you know, is nice because, you know, the fall harvest and everything. But they also have their Christmas lights up again. I didn't notice that. Everywhere. They're everywhere in this movie. So, I mean, Hallmark is cheating the season so hard right now to get those bokeh light shots. They're all lights in her friend's bar. They're all at the ranch. Everywhere they can, they'll just string up those Were they, twinkly. like, red and green, no, no, or were they just white, the white? The white twinkly, because you got to get that bokeh when you're going in for a close-up shot. You didn't notice that? 
I no, I don't. Every I time, every time I saw a set, I'm like, "There's a strand of lights. There's a strand of lights. There's a strand of lights." Hallmark going in early on it. I mean, twinkly lights do make things prettier. So <laughs> I get it, Hallmark. I get it. Can we? I don't know if you noticed this, and I, if we're going off track, can we talk about the the dad? How did you feel? I know you have a thing for for dads in these films. How did you feel about Silver Fox Number Two? Silver Fox Number Two scared me. He, what? I don't know if you felt this, but I felt like every time he like walked in the room, it like shifted. I just he gave off this really creepy vibe. Wow. Like everything he said sounded like a threat. Like. I just was like waiting for him. There's this one scene where he's talking to Grady and he's like, um, he's like, I need to talk to you. How do you feel about Duke's, I was right to say Duke Silver. Duke How do you feel about Duke uh, like asking Shayna to sing with him? And that scene, like he seems like he's like ready to, like he's just waiting for the, the call to be like, I'll take him out for you. <laughs> like he seems like some guy that's like, Killing off people in the background. Yeah. Did you not feel that way? Um, I did not. Actually, I think I have in my notes here that I'd like that scene where they're on the porch and he comes out with like the apple cider and he's very, uh, I don't know, like he, country. Like he came off as a country dad, just real nice. Have some apple cider. Here's my daughter. The best way to get to know you is through a family gathering. Stay for dinner. Like I was feeling, man. I was you like, need to rewatch the the film because he is super. I don't creepy. think I ever want to rewatch this film. I don't think that's gonna happen. You know, we talk about if we're gonna have this film in the background again, or if we're gonna sit down and watch it. I don't think I even want this in the background. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> the only reason I would watch it again is for you to see how creepy the dad was. Okay. So no, I was not feeling the dad in this one. <laughs> and I do like a good villain. He, I mean, that's what he seemed like to me was like, he's like a bad guy. Like, or he, maybe he's played a bad guy before. Cause I have seen oh. him before and I was just like vibing off of that. I think you're right. We need to look that up. We need to find out. Cause I think he has played the villain. That's probably why I it. But I mean, even just like every, like if you, I know you don't want to go back and watch it, no, but no. Just like the little parts with him. Tell me I'm wrong. If you watch this movie, do you get villain creepy vibes from the dad? Let me know. Technically speaking, from a story standpoint, it's a little muddy. It's And when I say a little muddy, I actually mean it's, it's very muddy in terms of story, in terms of conflict, to the point where I'm very confused at the end of this film. So I, I would love to, to talk talk it over with you. And see if you could understand it, because I had <laughs> okay. I had no idea. And just to give you an example of some of the, the lines that these characters were tossing each other, I wrote this down because this stood out. She says to Grady, after they have a after they have a moment, how did you take my heart and make it sing? That's the kind of lines we're dealing with in this film. So overall, let's let's talk plot. Let's talk plot. You know, we gave it kind of a rundown in the beginning. So Grady can't figure out how to write a song again. He's struggling. And he's been hired by Duke Silver to write Sterling. a- Sterling. Ah, Sterling Silver. I, I've, ruined, I've ruined Duke. He's, it's Duke. He's been hired by Duke to write a song for him, right? So he can't do it. He hears her sing and is like, hey, help me write this song. So now their job is to write a song for Duke Sterling. That's their job. The conflict at the end of this film is that she leaves to finish the song 
for Duke instead of doing her rehearsals. I don't understand. I don't understand why Duke was mad. I don't understand why they waited so long to finish the song because they were performing it that night, so they had to have been done. Right. I mean, how, what did you take from all this? And then Grady gives the song back to him. He's like, I did this for you. And he's like, yes, you did. You were hired to write the song. Yeah. I don't... I felt the same way, that I was, I was a little confused at why they were upset... Sorry, I'm trying to gather because it was confusing. Um, it got it got very twisty. You know, we talk about conflict and how, you know, they force conflict. Yeah. So that was the thing was that she's like, I need to finish this song, and they're writing. Yeah, they're writing the song mm-hmm. for Duke, but then Grady is getting upset because she's gonna sing the duet with Duke, even though it's supposed to be for Duke. Mm-hmm. Right? Follow me here. Yeah, I didn't... You can't. You can't follow. It makes no sense. No, I didn't understand because she she gets... Yeah, she gets upset because she's like, oh, I assumed I would be singing it with Grady. Why would I sing it with Duke? And it's like, why would you sing it with Grady when you're writing this song for Duke? Like, that was the whole point. So that didn't make sense at all. I guess she assumed... I don't know. I don't know. It just got very, very muddy towards the end. When they try to again, they're trying to force conflict. Thankfully, and I will I will give props to Hallmark when they do this. They didn't force conflict between the two the two leads. You know, they didn't have him do something wrong and then she get upset and then she doesn't pick up the phone. There wasn't any of that this time. The conflict comes between her and Duke. Well, she gets a little upset when he says he's leaving because they're going to be performing right. at the festival and she's like, "What? You're leaving now?" And he's like, "Well, my job's my job's yeah. done." So. But again, your job was to write a song job for was to Duke. Write a song. <laughs> so why are you upset that he's going to sing it? Yeah, so the, the plot made no sense uh, to me. The writing was, was very stilted a lot of times. And I still don't understand, because I feel like that's like their whole conflict, Duke and Grady, <laughs> these names, <laughs> um, that he's upset with Duke because he writes a great hit song and Duke takes all the credit. Right. But it's like, that's how songwriting works. I mean, I'm not a songwriter, but people write songs for other people and they become famous because of it because they're either better looking or a better singer right. or just have more star quality. But he like, didn't give Grady credit, though. That's that's what he takes issue with. So he, he his name isn't listed as the one who wrote this. So his career suffered. I think that was what was upsetting. I guess they didn't like specify. Yeah, they said that he didn't give Grady any credit, but I'm like, well, if you probably look in his CD booklet. No, that's the thing. He didn't, his name wasn't listed anywhere on it. Oh, I guess I didn't. No, I was following very closely. <laughs> I was I was invested between Duke thinking, and Grady. Because I'm like, wait, that's how songwriting works. No, no, like no. you're not gonna become famous because you're not the one presenting it or singing it. Duke gave him no credit. He pushed Grady out of his life and again, why I think Duke and Grady are the real love story here. I mean, there's that scene on the bus where uh, Duke's like, yeah, remember this photo of us? It's like right behind him. He, oh, has a, he has a photo of him and Grady like sitting really close together, like singing together. Like, I'm telling you, the real no, love that, story here, Duke that picture. Um, we should use that picture to have the cover of this episode. It's so good. <laughs> I think I wrote something about that picture because they were like, oh, we were just kids. And it looked like it was taken like yesterday. <laughs> but they're like sitting awkwardly on a pool table. Like close together. I don't think it was that kind of relationship. I think they just were 
really close. And I do think they had a better relationship than anyone else in the movie. Mm. But yeah, the photo was very, like, that's not how you write songs. Like, oh, we were just writing our first song together, sitting awkwardly on a pool table. <laughs> like, were they just, like, shooting pool? And then all of a sudden we're like, let's write a song. And, you know, this is going to blow your mind. Think about this. Who took that photo? Who took that photo in that bar? Who had a film camera? Let's say they wrote, they did this in like 2000. It was like a Polaroid. No, no, no. It, was, it wasn't a Polaroid. No, no, It was 35 mil. Let's say this was 1997. We'll see, even say it's 2003. Who was there at a bar with a film camera ready to take a photo of these two writing music together? Probably just one of their other friends. No, no, I don't think so. This, that's the real mystery of this, this film. <laughs> who, who took the photo of Duke and Grady? I, I don't I don't know but yeah that picture that got me I thought that was really funny because they're like man we were just kids just kids don't know how the how the world works then oh, there was like a funny just like tidbit um, that you noticed but there was one that everyone in the town seemed to have the same cowboy hat it was they were all wearing black studded like silver studded really like around the yeah they all had the same cowboy hat. And huh. I just thought that was weird. I was like, wow, they're all wearing black studded cowboy hats. So they... maybe there's like a cowboy hat store in town and they just have like one type of cowboy hat. Well, I know Grady, I saw his. His was the black cowboy hat, but I didn't, I didn't notice anyone else's. Um... She had one and then when they were around the campfire something, they there were some other people wearing cowboy hats and they all had the, <laughs> the black, black studded. studded cowboy hats. I just thought that was funny. And... Well, kind that, of interesting. That's, that's poor uh, costuming from the costumer, so shame, shame. Um, I did notice, to me, the, the funniest thing, I think the worst shot in this film, and I have a big star next to it down there, <laughs> the worst shot is they have a night shot of the ranch. And I'm doing air quotes. You can't see them, but I think you can fill them through the microphone. I'm doing <laughs> air quotes when I say night shot because what they did is they shot the ranch during the day and they just put a filter on it to make it look blue and at night. And I hate, hate, hate when films do that. Just wait for the night. Take the shot. It's, it's worth it. And I knew, and I knew that they knew they messed up because they only hold that shot for a second. Like a split second. It's not even worth having in the film. But they do it just to be like, oh, it's nighttime now. Like, I think you're the only person that noticed this. I can't be. If you're out there <laughs> listening to this, please let me know that you saw that shot and you're just as upset as I am about that. You know, again, air quote, night But you shot. know Hallmark, they're on that time crunch. They might not have the time to wait for night. They film these in like, you know, 30 minutes. I don't care. Give, give, go out in your backyard and shoot a, a tree at night to give me that establishing shot. Don't, don't cheat. Don't cheat on me like this. So the, the happy, happy ever ending, how, how did you feel about the way they ended it? Um, well, you know. You know, like we've we've been saying this whole time, film wasn't great. Uh, but when Grady came out on that stage and saddled up next to her into that mic, I got the freeze-ons. No, you did I swear to you, I did. I was like, oh, here we go. And she looks over and she appears shocked. Like, I, I fluttered. I, I fluttered a little bit. I did. I saw you, like, grab your heart. And I was like, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> Because I didn't. I There was not a single feeling that I felt. I just was like, 
I was actually a little excited to hear the song they had been working on. This whole movie. But then quickly disappointed because it was it was terrible. Yeah, and even I mean, even, you know, we have a dead mother in this one, as per usual from Hallmark. <laughs> even when the, the dad, who you think is creepy, whips out the guitar, the dead mother guitar, uh, that was weird too, because it's like why have you not given your daughter this guitar before? She's been in Nashville for years. Struggling musician, like yeah. really could use some encouragement. Maybe, you know, her dead mom's guitar. Nope, not going to happen. Not going to happen. But yeah, no, actually I did get some, some feels from that. Well, I'm glad because I did. I, and then I was like, oh, that's it. And then we get the first kiss. Then we get two little kisses at the end, but I wasn't even looking forward to them because there was no build up to it. Duke, like, Duke comes out, shoves Grady away. I know this is what you've been waiting for. I would have loved for her to for a kiss between Duke and her. I mean, I still rooting for her and Duke, but mm-hmm. no, I guess she ends up with with the wet blanket, and that kiss was awkward, just like what? every other no. scene with them. No, I thought the kiss was good. They even you know the kiss. There's a nice little passionate kiss on the stage with the red red solo cups in the air from the crowd. A little awkward, sure. But then she comes back for a second one, and I thought that was nice. That was a nice little little touch. Mm, no, I. <laughs> they could have just left it with the one, but no, this ending. Well, I guess it was appropriate for the rest of the film because wow. it. It yeah, this one did not do it for me at all. Sorry. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. That is country at heart, part of the fall harvest film. I'm going to say festival because I love alliteration. <laughs> what it, Fall Harvest Films. Films from Hallmark? Just Fall Harvest. Fall Harvest. Far, fall, fall Harvest movies. Fall Harvest movies. It is hard to say. Yeah, I know. And so we're going to be doing the rest of these. Um, again, this was the second one. So not off to a good start after Daisy Hills. But um, we'll finish up the rest of the Fall Harvest. Hopefully they get better. Um, I'm looking forward to our boy, though. Yes, there is one um, coming out. I guess it's like the big finale for the Fall mm-hmm. Harvest. And we like both of those great. actors. I can't think of their names at the moment. You would know them if you saw them. Though. Andrew Walker Oh, good is job. the guy. Yes. He's a favorite. I can't remember the girl, but they've been in a movie together, and I'm looking forward to that one. And we've got bangs on her now. So She's got bangs. Don't know if I'm a fan of them yet, um, but but we'll look forward to that one. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll be back with more of the Fall Harvest uh, and Bang Talk. And right now, Country at Heart is at the very bottom of our list. This is probably one of our our least favorite ones we've seen in, in a hot minute. In a hot minute, yeah. It was it was rough. Yeah. So. But, but if you <laughs> hope you enjoyed this one, guys. <laughs> hope you enjoyed us tearing this apart. Um, and yeah, let us know how you felt about the movie. Send us a comment. Yes, please drop us a comment and like and subscribe. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys and we'll be back with more. Thank you. Thanks guys. Bye.